This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oh, that intro music is far too chipper for the mood that you and I are in this evening. Uh, Aston Villa 1, Manchester United 2, our third successive uh, defeat at Villa Park, Newcastle, Chelsea in the Cup, and then this evening, uh, a sickener, I think is the way to describe that one, Matt. Uh, we'll keep this probably much briefer than we tend to on the uh, post-match show when we get carried away and we're half an hour, 45 minutes. I'm not in the mood for that tonight. Uh, how are you? Um, yeah, I'm in the Mardi one as well. Um and the result, we'll talk about the match, I'm sure, but the wire, the jumble of wires are trying to move around to try and get this link to work. I feel like some kind of bomb disc- disposal bloody thing. Um, and I'm facing a race because the, the big shop uh, is arriving soon as well. Um, I'm going to be in the doghouse if I don't help my wife put that away. But people aren't here to hear about that. Oh, They're here to hear. <laughs> yeah. Should we talk about the football? I mean, if that if that shopping arrives in five minutes and you have to say, right, I'm done, I'd be fine with that, to be honest. So let's rattle through this as best we can. I should say, if you're the most you know, positive, super Aston Villa fan out there, this probably isn't the podcast for you. However, as much as we're very doom and gloom about it, and that's what the post-match show is, right? It's our kind of initial reaction to what's just happened, opening the door about five minutes uh, or ten minutes, given how long it's taken you to set up. Um, I don't think we play badly at all. It's certainly not one of the worst games I've seen. I thought we'd play pretty well in parts. We've created lots of chances. We've had a lot of the ball. But it's just Man United, isn't it? There's, you know, As much as it feels like we never beat them, we beat them at home, obviously, last season at Villa Park, Emery's first game. We've played them four times since then and lost every single one. In the Cup, not long after his first win. In the league last year, at the end of last season. Obviously, yeah, can you hear me all right? I can hear you, yeah, but your internet's terrible as well, which is really not adding to the, the vibe and the mood to be honest. Um, so you might just have to disappear because I, honestly, I cannot be asked. Um, it's just one of those, isn't it? It's Man United again. I find I'm quite offended that they've done the double over us. You know, we're not, we're not playing. Oh God. Uh, Let's read some comments. Matt, just leave if you want. I'll just wrap this up on my own because I don't think anyone's in the mood for this anyway. Although to be fair, maybe this is the comedy element some people need to, to wipe off that disappointment this evening. As I said, not a terrible game. We played well. We created chances. Jack Ramsey off the top of my head had two good chances that he didn't even hit the target with. Those are those are game-changing moments where you at least test the keeper. And Arno is not somebody that I rate. You put him under pressure and that you can crumble. I think amount of times I've seen him throw goals in practically for Man United. And today, he's made a couple of great saves. And granted, they have just hit him, basically. But he still, still made those saves. And that's frustrating because he'll probably throw one in next week. Uh, Matt has left me now for anyone who's catching this up on YouTube or Spotify. It's going to be one of those podcasts. If he comes back, he comes back. But if not, I will waffle through for five or ten minutes and then leave. Yeah, it's so, so frustrating. Like I said, I don't think the performance is, is the end of the world by any means whatsoever. We, like I said, we played well. But it's that kind of... It could have been 11 points tonight. and It's five, and five is nothing. It really isn't. You know, another a couple of games go go badly for Villa and well for Man United, and that gap is, is gone. And if it's a double game week, midweek, and a Saturday, that, that's it. It's over. And I don't want to be too doom and gloom to the sense, oh, that's it. We're not going to get Champions League. We're, we're top six if we're lucky. That's not me at all. It's still very much 
well, it's a five-point gap, so it technically is still in our hands to finish fifth or better. But that was a massive kind of momentum shift and possibly season-defining result tonight, I feel, to, to play Man United twice over the course of, what, six weeks or so, Boxing Day and the 11th of February. And to give them six points is disgusting. Yeah, I thought I thought we played I thought we played really well for for large periods, and I, I think I think the thing for me is that it's so frustrating. If they'd have come and played us off the park and and, and beaten us convincingly, yeah, I won't have a problem with that. I could have understood it, but I just think I don't know whether you heard me during my last thing before my internet dipped again, but I was just saying that I thought we were naive to be honest. Once we got back to one one. Yes, of course, Villa Park's pushing for us to, to go and win that game. But at the very least, you've got to you've got to finish with a draw. You've you've got to bank that point because mm-hmm. that point keeps United at arm's length. Um but we almost I mean, I've not seen seen much of the post match stuff. Has there been any explanation given for, for why Bailey came off? Was it just because we still I think, think so. Bailey's not ready to play ninety minutes? Or has any has, has Emery spoken on that, do you know? Yeah, I've had a quick, quick flick through John's Twitter just because obviously he's been quick, uh, tweeting quotes from the press conferences. There's a couple on uh, a couple of quotes from McGeehan as well, um, but I've not seen anything. I'm just scrolling very quickly now to see if there's anything on Bailey as well. Uh, I didn't hadn't seen anything on the way back in the car. Uh, no, still nothing. I mean, there might be stuff out there, but John specifically hasn't tweeted it, and I haven't got the energy to go and find it elsewhere. And again, we've talked about this before, haven't we? How much we love Unai Emery and, and yada yada yada. I feel like we have to have like a kind of um, a card hold up saying yes but um, people in the comments said that Emery said it was tactical that confuses me <laughs> I really love Unai Emery I think he can do no wrong I've said this a million times before um, and who are, who are we to suggest that Unai Emery has done something wrong however I don't think it's just that we took Bailey off is, is the wrong thing there I thought we had the momentum at that stage that we didn't need to make any change and if it's tactical and not fitness as, as people in the comments are suggesting just the disruption of a substitution was was strange to me. I thought we were ticking along nicely at that point, and maybe you leave it another five minutes or ten minutes. I thought, I'm not saying that a goal was coming, and then we made a sub and it stopped that, but it felt like the tide was turning a little bit at that stage, and substitution at that point baffled me a little bit. Let's not forget, we probably should have been should have been game over by that point because it's not Emery's tactical decision that, that Jacob Ramsey's not not stuck stuck a couple of chances of course, away, and yeah, yeah. Ollie Watkins not not stuck a couple of chances away, but. I'm with you. I think, you know, we can see that a lot of Villa's build-up is, 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 is slow and patient and methodical. You get the ball to Bailey and all of a sudden gaps open up because he sends defenders the wrong way um, and he creates space for, for other players. And it just seemed a, a strange one for me. And you could just see the momentum sapping away from Villa and you could almost see a breath, you know, a breath of relief, I suppose, or a sigh of relief from, from United. Um, and they, there was that that period of time where they almost accepted, you know, were, were glad to accept Bailey going off and kept the ball a little bit better. I think for for for, for ten minutes where we didn't didn't see much of the ball at all, and it was almost as if with that and you know we won't bang on about the referee for for too much tonight because the big shop will be knocking on the door soon. But those two things, the the substitutions and the referee being you know niggly, I suppose and. I think they they suck that momentum out of us. Uh, but even then, Dan, you know, other than Gonacho having a couple of a, a couple of efforts when he's drifted inside in the second half, and I think there's a couple of times when when Rashford, when he was still on, kind of put put Matty Cash on his backside and and threatened down down the left. 
other than that, they didn't lay a glove on us second half. No. Um, no. And it's just it's just how decisive or indecisive you are in in both boxes. Boxes. If you look at the ball that was whipped in for for their goal, the speed, you know, the the area that it was delivered into, and then McTominay wanted that more than anybody. I mean, I thought it was a bit of a lame challenge by Cash, to be honest. But McTominay has really made, you know. He's powered it in, hasn't he? You know the the, the the speed of the ball and the speed of the header has given Martinez no chance whatsoever. Yeah, you cut off then. So let me let me put in. There's a comment from Darren who's who sent me Emery's uh, quote on Bailey, who says after Kamara's injury, I decided to play with Diaby and Bailey, but Leon Bailey made a very big effort. So I was thinking of protecting more in the middle with Tielemans, which yeah makes sense. Right, I'm not against the Bailey off Tielemans thing as an individual off for individual on. I think that's fine. I just felt that we had that momentum at that moment and to, to make a change of any of any notion surprised me a little bit. There was a stage where we were kind of wondering whether the Pau Torres might come on even at half time who he came out a little bit later than the rest of the subs thinking oh maybe he's having his instructions at half time and then went in earlier than the rest of the subs and I was like oh, he'll, he'll be on at half time. That didn't happen. Got to about an hour and thought oh it's Pau Torres time soon. But even then, me and my dad said, well, we're playing well still at the moment. Like, it's almost you don't make a change just for change's sake because you've hit an hour and oh, that's the time to make a sub. But the momentum was with us and with the Bay one specifically, I thought the tide was turning a little bit and it was maybe on Villa to go and, to go and score a second goal. But yeah, just making a sub at that point felt felt strange to me. But as I said, who am I to, to criticise Uno Emery's decision-making? Though if we never criticise anything, that's not our, that's not the right thing to do either. Um let me just read these two quotes from John McGinn because I'm fully aware of 10 minutes so far of moaning and there'll be people that are saying, where's your perspective? We're still fifth in the league, etc. And that is absolutely true. As I said, it's still in our hands with that five-point gap. I'm just so, so frustrated and annoyed that we're not talking about an 11-point gap or even an eight-point gap because five does feel like very little. John McGinn says, we've got to remember how far we've come as a team and as a club. It's my job to make sure we stick together. We've come a long way. We're still in a great position to achieve something special. If we play like that today, we'll win more games than we lose, which is spot on. Uh, and he says, uh, we're a big club. The fans are expecting. It's my job to keep the team together. We don't want to blame everyone. We've had huge injuries throughout the season, which has gone under the radar, and the manager does not make excuses, which again is true. Um, and Matt disappears. I've read those at a good time. Uh, but yeah, very, very much frustrated. Um, I don't want to say disappointed because we did play well and with the fixtures that we've got coming up. Is it Forest Luton and oh, somebody else that we should be beating uh, in inverted commas? Uh, Fulham next week. Fulham, Forest, then Luton, then Spurs, which is, which is a humongous game at Villa Park on the Sunday, 10th of March. You've got to be thinking at one at some stage that, what, we've got to be looking at near enough maximum points, really, to be really making a dent in... in in our kind of quest for the top four or top five, but because that points gap is still there and five points isn't nothing, um, just to have kind of conceded six points to Man United in the space of a couple of weeks or you know five or six weeks, we can't influence when Man United next drop points. They will drop points, of course, as will Villa over the course of the next 14 or 15 games in the Premier League. But we've got no direct hand in stopping them at any point and making that gap. And the two opportunities we have had chances to stop them We've blown it at Old Trafford and we've not done quite enough tonight to get over the line. And like Matt said earlier, when he was still with us, you at least get level and you take the point, you keep the eight points gap and you 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 seal the deal, I suppose. To then lose it from that position is is very disappointing and, and why I describe it as a as a sickener. 
listen, we're all gutted. We've not we'd forgotten what it was like seeing Aston Villa lose at home, and now we've had a really painful reminder three times on the spin. I think the thing that set tonight apart from the the previous two games was that we did play well for for long mm-hmm. periods of the game. You know, yeah, we limited them. I thought largely to a few scraps. Um, two of which they scored from, and we we probably scored, could have scored six or seven goals. So that encourages me, the fact that even with players missing and us having to bring in some of our understudies and step them up, we can still dominate a game against one of our rivals for a top four place. So that encourages me that our understudies can compete. Now, the flip side of that is that how have we conspired to lose the game from that position? That that That's what worries me. Um but again, you know, I think it's be- better finish. I thought Jacob Ramsey was brilliant in everything, but he's, but he's finishing tonight. Um, you know, the one that Watkins has missed at, at, at point blank range. I was a little mm. bit frustrated that we didn't try and get an, get get an honour a little bit more because where sweeper keepers are concerned, I don't think he is anywhere near as good as Martinez with a with a ball at his feet. So I think that defence. Um, you know, with Varane not quite being the player that he was. I know he's still a very good player, but with with Maguire, um, you know, we I think Maguire can be got at. I think the whole whole Premier League would agree that Maguire could be got at. I don't think we we did quite enough. I think it's that final ball and that and that final mm. finish. Um but if you know if we're looking for some kind of some kind of positive, like you said, what are we a point behind Spurs now? Um, I think we're a point behind Spurs. We're still five points above United. Don't really yeah. worry about. Don't really worry about what United and Spurs do. We back this team to go and win more games than it than it loses, and they've delivered. Yeah. So we can still go and do that. We've just got to make sure that the morale that's taken a kicking and the momentum that's taken a kicking. We've got to go and win our next three games, Dan. To be honest, that's a big ask. Well, it, it is a big ask. You know, particularly. You know, you we haven't been as good away from home, and you go into some difficult places. But we've almost put ourselves in this position now, where if we'd have won one of those two against United or Newcastle, we'd have had a little bit of a buffer. We've got mm-hmm. to go and set our own standards again now, and yeah. not really worry about what United and Tottenham are doing around us. And I do think that we can do that because tonight was was good. Like if that's even if that's a one all tonight, I think we come on here and we're we're really positive about. Yes, we've made. I mean, we we got back into the game from losing. Um, we took a point. We've kept the eight point gap. We've made loads of chances on another day. We scored what three or four goals to be honest. Ramsey's had a couple, like you mentioned. Watkins had one. Louise had one where he should have put more on it and didn't. If he'd have finished like he did with the goal that he had, uh, he scores there as well. So. Again, it's a stupid thing to say. But on another day, we're coming out of Villa Park having scored four goals, five goals against Man United. It, it was that simple. I mean, I've not seen any of the stats since, but off the top of my head, it feels like um, Man United had, what, three or four shots on target, maybe, to Villa's probably double that. I don't, I don't know. I can find them in a sec, I'm sure. But again, there was a couple where we don't even hit the target and you think, wow, like, you've got to do better from that position and you're in that position. So that's the... The positive for me to try and kind of flip this to not be a, a massive moan fest. We're making chances. We're in the right positions, and on another day we win the game like that. You've got to take something from that. But there's a stage where me and John are kind of looking ahead at fixtures and, and how many points we're going to get from the next five or, or whatever it is we said. 
and I got to the stage of where we are now with Fulham, Forest, and Luton in a row, and I'm talking about like oh nine points there. Like not fine like flippantly, but we are better than those sides, and that's nature of the beast. That where we've got ourselves into the Premier League, we're better than the 15 below us technically. Um, but Fulham away is not an easy game. It's not a good place for us. Craven Cottage feels like a bit of a bo- bogey ground. We should be beating Forest at Villa Park and Luton away again. Yes, you should be winning, but. They've made that a bit of a, a fortress, I don't know, uh, um, whatever it's called, Luton's home ground, which is where Man United Kenilworth go to Road. next. Kenilworth Road, of course. Uh, maybe Man United, like, as much as it's like very doom and gloom at the moment, you've got this thing of, you know, it's only five points now. Let's just say, for example, Luton beat Man United at the weekend and we beat Fulham. It's back to eight again. And it's kind of like, well, okay, but that, that's fine. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I don't want to be too kind of doom and gloom about like the rest of the season because I still think there's something there for Villa to go and achieve, as in the top five. And we've still got the Conference League and whatever else. But we've kind of carried so much momentum through from the start of the season to November, early December, when we beat Man City and beat Arsenal. Since then, it's kind of been this slow sliding decline of Sheffield United at home, Brentford, Kamara gets sent off and we miss him for three games. Pau Torres gets injured and we miss him for a long period of time. Uh, Man United on Boxing Day, Man United tonight, Newcastle, Chelsea. There's all these moments where it's a bit kind of like a kick, kind of kicking us while, while we're down. We needed and we still need a big win or a big performance to kind of set us back up on a, an upwards trajectory again. And I was hoping that was going to be tonight. If we were to win the next three, which is a big if, given our current form, and then you've got Spurs at Villa Park, which is a humongous game. You then think maybe this is like a mini mini turning point, possibly. It, it can be. But I still feel bitter kind of disappointment and frustration that this isn't, you know, that that's not the conversation we're having tonight. Because I don't rate Man United. I don't know how they're sixth. They're not a good team. They haven't got good players. I, I can't quite get my head around how whatever decline they've been on since Ferguson has left, they still get to cup finals. They still finish second in, in the league under Mourinho. They're still sick somehow. They're still getting to the Champions League last season. It feels like not watching them all the time. When I do watch them, I think they're not very good. How how are they still up and around us? We've been having probably the best Premier League season of the what last 15 years or something. And we're still only five points ahead of that Man United team. That's really strange to me that they're still kind of around it somehow. Nobody of theirs impressed me tonight. And you look at some of the players they've got, like McTominay coming on and scoring the goal, and you think well, 10, 15 years ago when Man United were good, how many of this current squad get into their best ever teams of the Premier League of, of Ferguson's era? Probably none. I don't rate any of them, and that's the the extra frustration level to it to me tonight. As, as much as we could talk about this 5.8.11 point gap that it could have been, I really dislike Man United as well, and that's like an added layer of it to me. And we've spoken before, haven't we, like where they rank as a kind of a, a rival, for want of a better word. Um, Danny really should, have been a, and to it. should have been around in the nineties, mate. If you think if you think you dislike Man United, blimey. My son was. I think my son thought I was going to have a heart attack today. He was like, "Dad, just sit down, just shut up. You're embarrassing me," which is normal, normal for him in environments outside of Villa Park. But I was just so desperate to to win that game. Um and this is this is the frust- this is why it's so frustrating that listen, the thing about United is they, they still somehow find ways to to win matches that that, that they shouldn't. And that must yeah. be in their DNA, I think, because you know, that's the certainly against Aston Villa that, that they've had that that skill or that knack for, for so many years. But 
it's gone now. I, I don't even think we need to think about Manchester United at all now. We've not got to play them again. All we've got to do, and it's a, a very simple way of putting it, all we've got to do is start to be competitive and start to start to win our, yeah, yeah. our game. We there's probably games where we've played a lot worse than that at Villa Park throughout that long long winning streak, and we've somehow got got the points ourselves now. Yeah, like I said, if we'd have been if we'd have been battered and kind of you know played off apart by them, I'd have thought, oh, this is creaking now. This is the sign where fatigue's got us. We can't compete anymore. It's the opposite for me. It's the opposite that we can compete. That we 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 can play well. We can dominate those teams against us, and there won't be many occasions where we'll miss that many chances or we'll have as much possession and we we won't see turn that into three points so like i say i'm not i'm gutted i am i've had a, a horrible experience it was it, it was yeah i just i don't don't like losing to them I, I don't like a lot of their players i don't like the way the referee was today i felt little bits of injustice but mm. i don't think it needs to define the rest of our season. Um, no, that is true. In amongst all this, you know, we're all doom and gloom after Newcastle. Then we went away and battered Sheffield United out of the blue. Yeah, but that, that team, is Sheffield United, though. Yeah, it is. But, you know, we showed then that our finishing, you know, the finishing of the quality last week, tonight, would have won us the game again tonight. Mm. So, like I say, I'm not just kind of putting a brave face on it for the sake of it. We're now competing on two fronts. We want to see how far we can go in the Conference League and we want to see if we can get into those that, those top four positions. I don't think either of those things are beyond us. I think we've just got to take this one on the chin, really, and think bloody Man United and then, then see what we've got in the next few weeks. Yeah, like I said, I'm not... I feel like it feels grim tonight and I think any Villa fan out there will feel the same whether you're the most positive or the most negative you will feel grim after losing to Man United in that manner um, but I'm not certainly I don't want to set the impression that I'm doom and gloom and the season's over and all those kind of um, overreactions it certainly isn't a five point gap it doesn't feel like a lot but it's I'd rather have a five point gap ahead of them than, than not have it <laughs> obviously like it's still in our hands that if we always match Man United from now till the end of the season We'll finish above them. Like it's, you've still got that little bit of a buffer. It's just a shame that we couldn't cement that that gap to be much bigger than than it is, and it wouldn't take long to overturn it. But let's fingers crossed that doesn't happen. Um, I thought the um, end, I, thought, I thought the atmosphere was good tonight. To be honest, yeah, I was going to say actually, we had a good positive, and the atmosphere was one of them for me. Yeah, it's been a lot of criticisms about that, but I thought the the whole end choir did their best to to get Villa Park going. I think the rest of Villa Park tried to tried to join in along the way. I mean, obviously their towels were up, so their their fans were, were making a fair bit of racket as well. But I, mm. I thought, you know, I thought that us as the fan base kind of tried to do our bit because we're not used to it, are we? We're, we're spoilt and entitled a little bit now. So we, we're used to have, having everything our own way. But I think, you know, as soon as we conceded that goal, um, the, the first goal, I think that we tried tried to rally rally the troops. Yeah, agreed. Um, we I don't it always helps slightly. We've spoken about this before when there was that little bit of like us versus them mentality. When you feel you've been wronged by a referee decision or whatever, you kind of even you kind of use that like negativity for want of a better word to kind of fuel you a little bit. And I think that that helps in a roundabout way to kind of channel yeah, I still that energy. Work out why, um, I still couldn't work out why Kamara was was tasked with marking. Maguire from corners and then Diego Carlos was left to kind of mark space and, and, and attack, and, you know, to mop up like that. But, um, Hopefully yeah. He's not he can, as well, by the way. Kamara. Say again. Hopefully Kamara's not seriously injured, by the way. He obviously came off, didn't he? 
Yeah, we can't really carry many more at the moment, can we? You know, we, no. we need people back in the team rather than rather than, than losing any more. Um, prize where it lies as well. Was Obviously, I didn't see it in midweek. So, always good to see that, that the football, our fans with the worst ever football ability trying to shank the ball into the uh, prize where it lies hamper rather than that big, massive circle that they're supposed to aim for. Um, so, yeah, positives. <laughs> yeah, I'll... Um... And with one more positive that I thought was funny and then an, an apology in a second. Gareth Southgate coming up on the big screen, getting booed by the stadium was excellent. Love that. Uh, that was probably, I said at the time to my dad, that was the highlight of the night so far. And we obviously got on to play well and had a decent game, but obviously the result was bad. That is still one of the highlights of the night for me. Gareth Southgate appearing on the Villa Park big screens for three seconds, getting booed by the whole stadium. Just, yeah, lovely. Yeah, Enjoyed that. Was that would, would that be would that be a, a booed for as England manager or a booed for as former Villa? I, don't know, both, so. I liked it when Casemiro had a massive fit when he was. Oh, uh, I tell you what, book. I've not obviously not seen it back, but at the time they showed it on the big screen. I thought, oh, I don't think he even touched in there. Too fair for the for the yellow card. So, yes. Referees probably got that one wrong in VAR. Don't think can overturn a yellow card, but I thought at the time there's not much in that to be honest. But his reaction probably should have warranted another yellow card that he sent in the way the way he acted. But I thought he's, there's no way he's ever going to get sent off for that. But he probably should yeah. by the rules. Um, but again, that just adds to the annoyance of well, that man. That ref, probably. you know, he's he's booked Manu and then he's booked Longley for descent when. A minute earlier, Bruno's kind of chased him around the pitch, giving him loads of stick. And I'm just thinking, and then that Maguire one down by the, the Trinity Road touchline, and he's, he's pulled McGinn back, and then he shoved him all over the place. And I don't know, it's just this, and everybody feels an injustice and feels like the world's against them and referees are against us. But it's just when you see these little inconsistencies creep in, and it, I don't know, he just really, really did annoy me tonight, that ref. Yeah, and they want to introduce blue cards for things like dissent and cynical fouls. How about they start using the ones they've got properly first before they introduce a third one to wind us up even more? Start booking players correctly for the things that they should be booked for and sending players off when they deserve it before overcomplicating it with a blue card. I will give an apology to... And I'll explain why this is in a second. Um, I can quickly find the comment. To Lee Bruce, if you're watching, I accidentally banned you in the comment section by mistake because they scrolled through so quick I was trying to ban somebody else and slipped and pressed your name by mistake. So Lee, if you're still watching, that wasn't an accident. I will try and unblock you if I can. Uh, I blocked somebody else because they uh, it's an absolutely a Villa fan because of their name and their profile picture. And it's like a Villa fan page by the looks of it. Sent several comments along the lines of, what is this? Emery out, this is a joke, etc. And I thought, I'm not having any of that at all. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. But if you are Emery out this evening after that, there is no helping you. Don't upset anyone called Lee Bruce in case he's got his name in register order and he's actually Bruce Lee. You know, we don't we, we don't want that kind of um, retaliation. There'll be a couple of videos on Clark and Blue this week, but I imagine most people will feel that kind of doom and gloom of a defeat. And, and I, to us, I don't know if there's many people watching this one, to be honest. So we won't bombard you with content this week, uh, but the Monday show will return tomorrow. Matt, thanks for joining me. We got there in the end, didn't we, with technical problems, Wi-Fi, microphone cables. I was stuck behind somebody on the way back, driving 30 and a 70. That wound me up no end as well, so I was not happy when I got through the door. But we got there in the end. Uh, so thanks for joining me. Thanks, everyone, for watching live. However many of you are out there, we appreciate it. If you're catching up with this as well, thank you. I imagine a lot of people will skip this one, so thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll see you again tomorrow. Uh, until then, good luck.